0: As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: It is Monday, October the 17th, 2011. It is episode number 100 of Purple Mafia. Holy crap, Batman! That's right, we have finally reached one of the great milestones, well, really, to be honest, the best milestone in my still-fledgling uh, career in broadcasting, podcasting, whatever you want to call it, but Purple Mafia, the big show... Of all the shows I do, the more, the most, well, <laughs> the the highest listener rate is Purple Mafia, without a doubt. Minnesota Vikings show it's going to generate the most listenership. Thanks to you listeners out there as well. I can't thank each and every one of you enough. Thank you all so very much for helping me get to this point that, that I am today. October seventeenth, a great day in Purple Mafia history. One hundredth episode is recorded, and who better than? Executive producer of the sports stuff.com, Dylan Richardson. Thank you so much for joining this show. He will be on board very shortly here. This is pretty much the introduction segment. Thank you so very much, Dylan Richardson, for having Purple Mafia on the sports stuff.com and for posting it on iTunes. Everything, guy, has just been huge for me for my career in, in this podcasting been for Purple Mafia. Without him, I wouldn't be here today. There wouldn't be episode number one, much less episode number 100. So, it's going to be a classic, just a very exciting show today. For those of you out there that have been listening, I thank you all oh oh so very, very much. Uh, well, of course, the Vikings did lose 39-10 to 10 yesterday to the Chicago Bears, a very, very painful loss for the Vikings indeed. But it's just one of those things, and me and Dylan, of course, talk about that. <sighs> Oh yeah, me and Dylan do talk about that. We're going to get to that very shortly. I'm going to get briefly to the tweets and Facebook uh, deal. I'm going to let you guys be involved here first and foremost because you fans are so important to this show, you Viking fans out there that have been kind enough to post on Facebook.com forward slash Show and Twitter.com forward slash Show. Please like and or follow those respective pages and appreciate it so very much. But as mentioned, Purple Mafia is available on the dot and on iTunes. Always thanking you for joining us now for the 100 shows, for 99 shows before, and here we are now. Um, but yeah, please do join the message boards on the sportstuff.com. There's a button that says T, says boards on the front page. Simply click on that, then register. Like to have you on board, join those forums. It would be great to have you on there. It would be very cool indeed. The phone line is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, it is a voicemail, do treat it as such, Re- mention which show you are calling into, which is of course Triple Mafia, state your comment, question, shout out, opine, whatever it is, it would be great to have you, absolutely, indeed, no call-ins this show, quite a few last shows, thank you Anthony for Belay, always for your involvement with the call-ins, and those of you there that haven't called in, hey, hey, here's the bad signal, call in. Please, it would be oh so very appreciated. But yes, of course, as mentioned, the Vikings did lose. Yeah, 39-10, to 10, a very devastating game for the Minnesota Vikings, for uh, Donovan McNabb especially. I mean, there was a point in that third quarter where it was pretty much like this. This is just insane. I mean, look at all this. Oh, my God. And, uh... <laughs> That pretty much says it all. I mean, they were just flying at McNabb, or it's like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. And it was pretty much like the defense was saying the same thing, because like, why in the holy hell are we having such a hard time stopping Jay Cutler? I mean, well, because Jay Cutler is a better quarterback than a lot of people want to give him credit. I think Jay Cutler can play in this league, and you know, when he's given the opportunity to throw the football and not lay on his back, I think the Bears are a potential playoff team. We'll hear what Dylan Richardson's um, opinion is of that. And we'll also hear more and more of what I have to say as well with Dylan Richardson. It is just a lot of fun. I really enjoy every minute of it. I know you guys out there will as well. And how can you not? How can you not, right? Some fun times. So, with no further ado, we're going to get to the Facebook group now. That's right. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. That's a little better. Excuse me, guys. So, well, a little bit of commentary here. Not as much as some weeks, but hey, that's that's okay. You guys are going to do what you're going to do. Actually, that's not entirely true. Nick Borbum making lots and lots of comments here. Tony Coleman. A post before the game, but yeah, we're going to get to it. Jared Allen is number 11 in the top 15 meanest NFL players, according to... To the readers of SportsIllustrated.com, strange—he's one of the nicest dudes off the field. Uh, very interesting find there by Tony Coleman. Always a great poster on the Sports.com. Would like you to call in sometime if you could. That would be cool if you have the time and you do know, feel like calling in. You know, hey, let your voice be heard, as Red McCombs once said. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a cool find right there. So he's one of the meanest guys out there, huh? <laughs> well, he—he he must be. He's got ten sacks already. he shucks, what six games in. Jared Allen could be on his way to a 20-sack season. If he plays anything, if he continues to play anything at this clip, 20 sacks is very, very doable for Jared Allen. In fact, yeah, he's well more than halfway there in terms of the, well, the 16-game season, we're only six games in. So he's, you know, he's on pace for quite a few there. Uh-huh. Um, I love that an announcer said, Barry can't handle that one. And I basically I'm like, why in the holy hell is he still employed an NFL receiver again? So much material, so much airtime. Yep, thank you always, Bernard Berrien for providing material to myself here on Purple Mafia Show. I appreciate it also very much. Oh, and by the way, as Dylan Richardson did mention <laughs> at the beginning of the intro, I am your host, Paladino Joey. Or you can also call me Joey Wajen, which is like my regular non-radio name. Yeah, I'm not ashamed to say what my name is. You know, I'm just not. It's just I am who I am. Um, let's just move on, though let's just move on as quickly as we can with crappy computer and all. (laughs) Nick Borboom, very active. In fact, I actually watched the game with Nicholas Borboom. As you can see his name up there, Nick Borboom. We actually watched the game together. And, uh, yeah, he made his opinions known here on the page. Oh, so very welcome to me. He says, WTF is with this team. I mean, seriously. Yeah, this was um, pretty ugly indeed. Yeah, I mean, this is... um, (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's very similar to 2010. The Vikings were very close but could not win games in 2010 early on. And then eventually the Vikings started getting absolutely obliterated and it's happening again in 2011. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Nick Borboom says, warm up, ponder, get McSack off the field. That was Nick's new name for McNabb. There was Ben McNugget. Chris Tucker said that one. There's other ones out there that are escaping me at this point in time that I've seen on the posts. But McNugget and McSack apparently are the two uh, ones on top of my head right now. He says, I am liking how he's evading many of the possible sacks that Ponder has been almost in. And yeah, I made a goofy comparison. Yeah, we'll get to that later in the Twitter. Yeah, Christian Ponder. I'll, yeah, well, you can see what it says. Remind me of Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, and the only reason I brought up Drew Bledsoe is because he's evading the sacks. Drew Bledsoe is very good at evading sacks. No, he was not mobile. We'll get further into that in a little bit. Those of you out there, hopefully, I believe they're listeners that tweeted me. I don't know if they're just followers on the Twitter account or if they actually listen to the show. We'll find out someday. Maybe if, if you are a listener out there, you can tell me. Nick, of course, obviously he is when he, when he can. Because everybody, you know, misses the show once in a while, I'm sure, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's how it goes. Maybe you get caught up on it later. Uh, Boardwoman says, they are done. The season is done. Break out the butter and give it to the Vikings. They are toast, burnt to a crisp. Bring on the forks and get ready to stick them into this team. Yep, it's a classic line, and it's an honest line. Uh, if you were hoping to make the playoffs, yes, it's over. Uh, yes, it's over, and it's time to start the uh, the rookie, regardless if McNabb is good or not. I talked about that extensively with Dylan Richardson. You know, Anthony Batista, Anthony from L.A., there it is. There's the stat of the night, just like Ernie Johnson of uh, TNT. Ernie's Nido stead of the night. Well, it's Anthony's Nido stead of the night here. He says that McNabb only incomplet[ed] five passes. It looked like fifty. It's weird, folks. It's weird because well, most of McNabb's misses are so ugly. That's partially where that comes from, and the fact that really he's just ineffective, especially when you need to get the play done, is ineffective. And I say that with Dylan later. Yeah, Tony Coleman sums it up in one word: pathetic. How could I disagree with Tony Coleman there? He has some more to say here in a second. Dan Taylor! Dan Taylor making his voice known here, or making his name known, letting his voice be heard. He says this, just in: we suck. I'm very happy I didn't bother staying up until 1 a.m. UK time to watch that mess. Yikes. And yep, it was a very painful display indeed. It sure was, as I responded to Dan Taylor in that area. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. you got a veteran quarterback who's checked out mentally. Dan Taylor's response is, at least pondered. looked good. Quick release. Good decision-making, some athletic movement. He really needs to start from now on. Tony says, it was interesting how they kept cutting to shots of McNabb on the sidelines. He knew it, too. He put on a dignified face, but you got to guess, he was just steaming on the inside. But on the other hand, he knows he's not good this season. He has to know. Yeah, that's the thing, Tony. Um Donovan, you're you're one in five as a starting quarterback of this football team, regardless if you deserve to be the starting quarterback in your mind or not, you're one in five as a the starter. There is the number one pick on this team. I mean you knew this was coming if if it was gonna be bad, you know, if this is gonna be a bad season for the Vikings, you knew this was coming. So it's just kinda like take it as it is. <laughs> what else are you gonna do about it? Like what are you gonna do about it? There's really nothing you can do about it. That's not a threat of any kind. Um, Brent Jacobson says, I love the Vikings, but this season is testing me. Frankly, I will be loyal no matter what, but for the rest of this season, I am adopting New Orleans as my team.
1: It's like, what were they thinking?
2: Um, oh boy. You know, I used to like New Orleans. I Before, yeah, I they used to be one of my closer teams. Okay, New is my second favorite team, so there you go. If I was to adopt a new team the rest of the season, it would be the Patriots, though a lot of you might be wondering, why not the Lions or even the Bears, since you can tell some of you seem to think I have some type of uh, <laughs> love uh, affair with the Bears. Well, maybe I'll talk about that sometime. Okay, maybe in a no <laughs> New Orleans. Ouch. Uh, he says, I will still watch the Vikings games and comment on them, but I will be rooting hard and heavy for the Saints including when they, what, play us so they can get a higher, so we can get a higher draft, okay, good, yeah, no, yeah, I want the draft pick more than anything, I'd like to be in the top five, quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of having a horrible season and getting like 12, well, 12, 12 last year, that was horse crap, considering how bad we were, Twelfth pick, but no, I'm sick of getting the 7th pick, it seemed like we got the 7th pick like 90 times, though the most recent one was, uh, Adrian Peterson, that was, that worked out pretty well, but aside of that, you know, McKinney, eh, you know, ugh, Troy Williamson. I almost threw up all over the uh, keyboard there. Just horrible. Forget my immaturity. We'll move on here quickly. Yes, or at least we will attempt to move on quickly. The Twitter mentions. Oh, boy, it gets a little bit funky. Yeah, it gets a little bit funky. Farzine Vasugian. Nope, we're going to start off with... Kevin McMahon, Viking Pan page. I made a comment of how our offensive line is basically... Well, I uh, Pete Bursich, here we go. This is what started it. I didn't even respond to Kevin McMahon, so if you happen to be a listener, I apologize for not actually like replying to you. I don't know why I didn't, honestly. I got a little busy, though, because this was earlier before the game. But no, Pete Bursich, during one of the uh, comments, one of the quotes earlier in the day, said this line. He said that, this is a solid offensive line. And I'm like, I'm sick and tired of hearing how the Minnesota Vikings' offensive line is solid. It's not. It's terrible. It's below average at at best. Kevin McMahon's response is, thank our lucky stars we don't have the Bears' offensive line. Ours isn't great, but it isn't terrible either. And he puts, mediocre. I think it's below average, Kevin. <laughs> okay, maybe not terrible. Maybe not absolutely terrible like Detroit's was and Chicago's has been until last night, when it actually played semi-good. It was at least one good game for them. One game wasn't a career make or a season make, but you get the idea. Um, But no, they're not... I wouldn't even say mediocre about the offensive line. I would say below average. Yeah. Um, Yep, Bernard Barian was thrown to, and he dropped the ball, and that's about all there is to it. Anthony Batista made the comment, Barian dropped pass again. And that's where I came up with why the holy hell is he still employed in the NFL at wide receiver. I have no idea. And um, Leslie Frazier, you know, you're the tough coach with Bryant McKinney. You have the balls to cut. Bryant McKinney, the starting left tackle for this team, a guy who, you know, absolutely is a complete joke as a person, at least as a member of this team. He's been. I don't like McKinney as a person or as a player, quite frankly. Don't like his attitude. Um, just a half-assed player. But, yeah, then they finally lit a fire in him, so he's actually a little better for Baltimore. We'll see how long that lasts. But you can't get the balls to cut Berrien. Like, like what? <laughs> okay, the offensive line is crappy without McKinney. Well, the wide receiving core is crappy anyway. Berrien is no help anyway. Why the hell is he even a member of the team? It's just, it's, it, it's annoying. Yeah, it's quite frankly annoying. Um... Anthony Batista says, please get McNugget out. Yep, that's the other McNabb thing. Yeah, he is Chicken McNugget out there. Chicken McNugget McNabb. It's a joke. Uh, at this point, yep, at any rate, Ponder takes over, says Fersing Vasugi and that was very, very cool indeed. He also asked if we were going to do a live show last night. You know, I would have liked to, but it just didn't happen that way. Um, I just wanted to let Dylan rest because I think, yeah, he says he's been, yeah, I just wanted to let him rest. It was getting a little late. Uh, I needed a rest as well, it's just one of those deals, plus, you know, it just didn't happen last night, but here we are tonight, and that's the good part, Uh, Andre, Andre, up, Minneapolis Laker, is his uh, nickname, MPLS Laker, Andre, from Maranatha Christian Academy, formerly, of course, not sure if he wants to be remembered from there, but, eh, you know, that's where we first met, anyway, he says, That was our chance to really get a stop and bring the game back to a score. And yeah, the Vikings just blew it and allowed another touchdown at that point in the game. I believe that was the midpoint of the game. Um, Andre continues with, in other news, the state of Wisconsin horse, the St. Louis Rams for football, St. Louis Cardinals for baseball. In the same day. That's pretty crazy. Um, Well, (laughs) yep, St. Louis and, and Milwaukee or Wisconsin, or whatever. Well, the Packers are the world champions, and they played like it. The Milwaukee Brewers have never won the World Series. In fact, they lost the 1982 World Series to those same St. Louis Cardinals, yep, with a little bit better team, I think, at the time. Though, unfortunately, I got a sneaky feeling, a miniature side note, the St. Louis Cardinals will have the same result that they had in 1982. They seemed like a team on a mission this year, and they do have home field advantage in the World Series. It appears the St. Louis Cardinals are probably going to win the 2011 World Series, but Texas has been so fantastic along the way as well. It's going to be a hell of a fight, and uh, but I think St. Louis Cardinals edge the Texas Rangers in seven. In my early prediction, my only prediction really. We'll see what happens. We'll see if I'm slightly right. My next show will be a little. Will be a few games in by then. Nick Borboom, and Borboom98 says. Um, no, the Vikings are making them look that good. When I said how, are the Vikings this bad or are the Bears this good? Like, what the hell? Uh, Vice Princess says she's like to punch uh, Chris Collinsworth. Because, well, he's basically never liked the Minnesota Vikings. Every time Chris Collinsworth opens his mouth regarding the Vikings, it seems to always be negative. I'm telling you, the guy does not like the Vikings. It's plain as day. I don't know what it is. Did the Vikings pass on him in the draft many years ago? Chris Collinsworth, of course, was on the Cincinnati Bengals many years ago. The team that lost to Joe Montana twice in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they ran into a pretty good team there. Well, there you go. The only team in Cincinnati that's won anything is the Reds, and that was quite a while ago. Uh, 1990, 1975, and 76, to be exact. Yep, there weren't others earlier. It may have been, but the Big Red Machine, we'll just leave that alone. Uh, Vice Princess continues, or excuse me, GoHanna first, says Collinsworth must be a cheesehead. Um, well, he was a Bengal, but maybe. (laughs) Princess continues, Vice Princess, that being Lisa, says Collinsworth must need a shoe in his ascot. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) Good times. Yeah, basically, I basically say Chris, yeah, she doesn't like Chris Berman either. Um, Championship banner, well, I said early early comparison for Ponder is Drew Bledsoe, yeah, that was my mistake, his comment is, have you ever seen Bledsoe, unlike Ponder, he had zero mobility and a much bigger arm, yeah, okay, and it's like, yeah, okay, it was mostly the evasiveness, and Ponder does make strong throws when he's on the run, um, but no, Bledsoe was pretty much a statue, so what the hell, and that's basically what Vikings David also, Viking David says, as well, I believe, Viking David's from Florida. Just leave that, yep. He's, he's like, yeah, what? Blenzo was a statue. And then I say, okay, how about Rich Gannon? How is he, how about he's kind of similar to Rich Gannon, especially with those rollout passes, which he does an awful lot. Carlos, Carlos Zand says, oh, hell no. And I'm like, well, would you like to make a uh, suggestion then? And she says, that's me after the Green Bay game. We'll see how that thing turns out. Viking David responds to the Rich Gannon thought, too. That one might, uh, excuse me, he says for sure when I say that one might be better. Carla com- closes that commentary with, I need to ponder a little longer. So, you got to like that. Um, Championship Banner also makes his response and says, it'll be interesting to see him go against the defense when the game isn't already decided. So, yeah, I mean, they were you know, the Bears were not really that worried about Defending Christian Ponder as much as they would have been if it was a 14 14 third quarter or whatever, 21 21 third quarter. He also says that uh, I would say Wade Wilson might be a better comparison. Uh, hmm. That doesn't look good for Christian Ponder. I don't know. You must not like him very much. Uh, well, Wade Wilson had his moments, but he wasn't exactly the most successful Viking quarterback in history. Nicholas Borderboom closes the mentions on Twitter with I agree with you on that. I have high hopes for him. Just from what I saw on Sunday. So basically he's talking about the Rich Gannon, I believe, agreeing with me on Rich Gannon. Yeah, Rich Gannon had a pretty good career in the NFL, and um, I was kind of annoyed when the Vikings got rid of him so easily. Though at the time I figured, oh, McMahon must be an upgrade, and he really wasn't. Jim McMahon, that is the 93 Vikings. Yeah, mediocre 9 and seventeen that mm, played pretty good against the Giants and lost. The Vikings had multiple, gosh, the Vikings had three games against the Giants in the postseason. Kind of cool, huh? They lost in '93 to Phil Sims. They beat uh, Jim Haslett and uh, and uh, what's his face? Ta ah, <laughs> Mr. Collins, Kerry Collins, in New York in '97. They actually Vikings actually finally won a playoff game and on the road against the Giants. Jim Fossil, all those goofballs. But then they lost to the Giants in 2000. Yeah. Well, let's just leave that alone and move on. We've had some interesting football games against those Giants. So that's pretty much the gist with your fan involvement. Thank you guys so very much. Okay, again, Facebook.com forward slash probo Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash probo Mafia Show. And, of course, especially do not forget to call in to the voicemail, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Do give that a call. It would be oh so very much appreciated. So now we are going to move on with Dylan Richardson, but first I must remind you, at the end of the conversation with myself and Dylan Richardson, there will be a third segment. That's right, a third segment, in which we will have a Purple Mafia nostalgic segment about episode number one hundred. We're gonna go we're gonna wax some nostalgic regarding the purple mafia and the three and a half years. It won't be very long, I promise, though the show appears to be headed in the more long direction, but (laughs) hey you guys like the show listen to it enjoy it maybe you have to listen to part of it one day and part of it the next Uh, whatever but with no further ado we're finally going to get with the man Dylan Richardson
0: Number one draft choice, 12th overall at a Florida State, making his NFL debut right now, Christian Ponder, the quarterback of the future, and the future apparently is right now. Back to square one. was a play fake and rolls out, and his first NFL carry is going to be good for a first down from the 30. Ponder will swing it to Peterson. Not much happening out there. Roach is there. Second and 20. Handles that high snap. And then throws and finds the open man, and that's Harvin. And Harvin comes close to picking up a first down as he gets to the 50 yard line. Good hard play fake. And throws a bullet, and that's another first down. And that is caught. By Michael Jenkins, who takes it to the 22-yard line, the former Falcon. Briggs comes through, and the catch is made, but Shanko cannot pick up the first. That'll be a a yard or two shy. (laughs) Erlacher makes the tackle, (laughs) and turn it over on down. Oh, Erlacher thought he had one there. There's a lot of stuff that's a little mysterious there, too, as well as Greg Camarillo makes the catch and takes the ball to the 37-yard line. Third and 17. And that catch is made by Michael Jenkins. He does throw a pretty ball. He has a quick release. Not a lot of extra motion to that delivery. And he's putting it in good spots. If you are looking for a positive sign, and there aren't many tonight, it's amazing that these two quarterbacks have played pretty well and they're getting hammered like this. Not a bad debut for
2: one Christian Ponder.
1: I have to agree with Chris Collinsworth.
2: I do as well. God, we are back here on Purple Mafia episode number 100. That's right, the grand 100 of Purple Mafia. It's the real deal. Dylan Richardson is back on board. 100
1: <laughs> episodes. Congratulations, Joey.
2: Thank you. Thank you so very much, and thank you for helping make this all possible. I just, uh, It's a great thrill to be here for the century, Mark, and to have you on board is a uh, is the <laughs> is is the best option.
1: It's always good to be on the mafia here, talking to the mafiosos and all the mafia listeners and all you people on Facebook and the people that call in, that need to call in more, right?
2: Yes, they do need to call in more. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877 is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you were calling in for, which is, of course, the, well, century mark <laughs> Purple Mafia, and uh, state your comment, shout-out, question, opine, and uh, you'll be on air with us. It'd be spectacular.
1: You can even piss and moan on it if you like.
2: Yes, you can. That's And, and this year, we're going to be doing a lot of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, huh. Well, I guess this kind of just threw it out the window of the whole suck for luck thing. I think, you know... Maybe maybe the Bears were playing somewhat of a generic defense, but like Chris Collins were said, at least there was a positive that did come out of this game, and you got to see what you got, you know.
2: It's that's the truth. I mean, they, they the defense looked great. That McNabb was nailed all over the place. Um, <laughs> and the question of the question of, of the year here, or at least of the week, I shouldn't say the year is: Do they do you still do you still see the uh, Chicago Bears' offensive line is the worst in the NFL?
1: I don't know what happened. I don't. What happened? Did, what, I mean, yeah. I, I don't understand how they can play like total crap one week and the next week get it together. And you know they're not going against chumps. You know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the Vikings defense are pretty tough. Jared mm-hmm. Allen in particular, and you know, pretty much make that defense kind of a non-factor. I, I don't. I don't get it. And you know if you listen to the last episode i picked the vikings to win because i don't know what bears team is going to show up
2: that's the problem it's the whole jekyll <laughs> jekyll and hyde <laughs> dr jekyll mr hyde dr j or mr cutler i mean it's <laughs> okay i couldn't help it but <laughs> looks like it was uh, dr j i guess yeah there we go that's probably the better one of the two um he looked fantastic in the game but the the defensive line of the chicago bears Looked fantastic. That's one of the strengths, I think, of the Bears in general, the the defensive line, the linebackers. Um, Some people may agree, some may disagree, but that's a big reason why I see the Bears as still a legitimate, uh, at least a team that can compete for a a wild card at this point.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, playing the Lions again. And uh, you know the Packers again as well, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. You know this is this is the new NFC East for sure. But you know it was kind of an odd an odd game, at least for the Vikings because they were still putting up decent numbers. And I know that McNabb had a few arid throws, but Eden, I don't think he got picked off. Nope. And, and I'm looking at the stat here. He went 19 of 24 for 177 yards. Mm -hmm. but there's just no points, you know? There was no points going along with that.
2: No points, and that's been the story of the season with Donovan McNabb. There is no points at all. I mean, total stats of the year for four touchdowns, two interceptions, we're talking less than a touchdown pass a game. This guy used to be, uh, as a Philadelphia Eagle, I really looked up to him as a guy, boy, wouldn't he look great in purple if all in a perfect world? Oh, my God, wouldn't he be great? And then, wouldn't you know it? it just age thirty-four. It's not like he's that old, and uh, his mobility's there. But mentally, he's checked out. Plain as day, he's checked out pretty much since week two. And <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I, I, should probably say he's checked out since week one of last season with the Redskins. I would say, but um, it's. But, you, yep, but still,
1: you know, um, usually when a quarterback gets pulled. You know, they're, they're pulling a Rex Grossman, as I like to say. And in fact, Rex Grossman pulled a Rex Grossman last week with four picks. That's why he got pulled. Mm
3: -hmm. But, you
1: know, McNabb wasn't, it didn't look like, I don't know what it was, man. It's just, it's almost like, uh, having a curse put on you or something. The guy's not really playing that bad. No. But it's just bad enough to not be getting that crucial first down or mm-hmm. put any points on the board it's it it's odd joey and i'm kind of glad that i'm here with you because maybe maybe you can shine a spotlight on it even more so because i i don't get it
2: that's the thing it's so strange it, it, it is like a curse or a chain he's being chained down something his arms are chained his le- well his his legs aren't chained but i think his arms are or something or his brain is i <laughs> i don't understand it either it it's Yeah, statistically, you look at it, and you say, well, he didn't do that bad, but then it's like, well, yeah, he kind of did. He, he, he'll he, make plays in general, but he won't make the plays he has to make. That's the problem with, shucks, that's been the problem with Minnesota sports since uh, 1961, but, <laughs> but um, overall, it, it really is mystifying. I mean, you consider 80% completion percentage, almost 200 yards, uh, passer rating of almost 98, yet... All Viking fans today will tell you McNabb sucked. That's the funny part. They'll tell you straight up McNabb sucked and Ponder was great. Yet Christian Ponder, fifty-three percent passer rating. Uh, <laughs> uh, or excuse me, not passer rating, fifty-three uh, yeah. percent completion. Excuse me, passer rating about seventy-one. But yeah.
1: But you know as well as I that the most popular guy in town is that backup quarterback, especially Absolutely. when the team is struggling.
2: Absolutely, that is the most. That is absolutely the truth. The least popular are the starting quarterback and the offensive coordinator, and that is always, yeah, that that's tradition in the National Football League. And that backup quarterback, he is he is the fan favorite, no matter who it is, even if it's Tavares, Jack. Okay, no, I won't go that far, but <laughs> T Jack, <laughs> T Jack, yep. Oh boy, Joe Webb.
1: <laughs> you know, I think Joe Webb is a better quarterback than Tavares. <laughs>
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, like yeah, Like right away you could tell he's more mentally stronger, more strong than uh, Tavares Jackson coming in, and he won playoff or not playoff games, but uh, games against winning teams on the road, whereas Tavares Jackson, well, there was one team he could play against for the most part, Arizona, and occasionally he could play well against Detroit. <laughs> That's the so, biggest joke.
1: Mm-hmm. All in all, it was a pretty horrible... Game. I mean, Where, even, even as a Bears fan, me watching, I was like, ah, this. Really? Uh, yeah, because, man, yeah, I, I really dig close games.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: just yeah. to see a blowout like that. The only, the only positive really that I got out of it was really getting to see, you know, the new rookie quarterback come out and, and play, you know, cause, you know, haven't seen him play except for you know whatever preseason stuff, which I don't mm-hmm. know, I remember even seeing him throw a pass. But it, I wasn't watching preseason. Uh, you know, really up, you know, like glued to the TV or anything. But mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see him come in there and then actually do something pretty, pretty good. So you know, the question I have for you, Joey here, yep. it's
2: how how do you not start this guy next week? You have to. Yep. for PR alone, you have to start him. Um, Yeah, I know it's like some people would look at it and say you really can't bench McNabb because he didn't get you killed like Rex Grossman, like Tavares Jackson heck, even like Favre last year for crying out loud but but no, you have to it's a PR move that you have to make I would have said start him in the Arizona game for the same purpose because boost his morale against the worst pass defense maybe ever um, at home rather than put him in you know Soldier Field as his first game and get you know pounded, which is what could have happened, but actually didn't. Believe it or not, um, or Green Bay, which I'm sure the score will be just a little bit similar next week. Uh, by the way, the audience actually didn't even mention the score: thirty nine to ten. Officially, Chicago Bears trounced the Vikings by twenty nine points in Soldier yeah. Field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, they they have to do it. Sorry, I'm bouncing around too much, but they have to start Christian Ponder next week. For uh, PR reasons alone, you want to sell tickets. Um, you have to. You want to sell tickets. You want to sell jerseys. You want to sell uh, a morale boost of any kind, any type of momentum or buzz for this franchise. You have to start Christian Ponder, regardless if he's throwing knuckle balls out there, or if he's passing for three hundred yards and three touchdowns. You got to do something. You yeah. got to make the move. Yep, Excuse me.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's good to see what you got, like I was saying before. Um, boy, yeah, this just was, you know, (laughs) the Hester return and, oh man, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to sit here and gloat and I won't because (laughs) it just wasn't, you know, it's just when you have something that's like a one score game or hell, even a two score game, like a touchdown on a field goal, you know, you get pumped up about, but I was like, you know messaging you and stuff and we were talking on twitter and i was like mm-hmm. hey um i, I thought <laughs> i thought the vikings were good in the first half what's going on
2: yeah it looked good at first but then it's like what what, what is it 26 to 3 by the end by the the end of the half it's like demolition derby for the yeah, vikings how,
1: how are they going to give up 20 points in this in oh, the my second God. half if they don't have them to give
2: yeah, they they almost did. They gave up thirteen. <laughs> I I had to say it, but
3: <laughs> <He> almost did? <laughs>
2: oh, I I had to. It's one of those things. Um, it's yeah, we did. <laughs> but it's it's like where, where do you go with this? Were the Vikings that bad, or the Bears this? Well, maybe I won't say this good, but geez, uh, I guess at minimum they 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 definitely showed something yesterday. I Jay Cutler to me. I'm telling you, Jay Cutler. When his morale is high, he can play. You know, when that's the other key coming in. Um, is I think
1: it's how much insulin he took that day.
2: <laughs> that that's part of it too. <laughs> and and the, you know the protection of the. I mean, Mike Marks actually, Mike Martz, excuse me, actually did what uh, what he said he was going to do. He was going to set up Jay Cutler for quicker passing plays to avoid you know getting himself killed like last week. And it worked. Doggone it, it worked.
1: Yeah, we'll see if they can stick to that game plan because Mm -hmm. really it's like like a one-on, one-off type of deal. Mm -hmm. You know, Leslie Frazier, he was quoted in saying this, uh, he said, we're going to sit down Monday and talk about a lot of things Mm -hmm. and decide where we're going to go.
2: So, you know. Mm -hmm. Will it be McNabb? Will it be Ponder? Yeah, like they're actually thinking about it now, which is encouraging. Up to this point it had been McNabb's a starter end of story don't even ask. Now yep. it's the up- really
1: going to be yeah cuz like even McNabb's kind of out of the loop. Mm-hmm. He's uh, quoted as saying, you know, after after his question, uh, do you think that you're going to be the starter on Sunday against Green Bay? And he says absolutely. So wow. <laughs> I don't know, you got is there a quarterback controversy going on now or you know that's that I'm kind of that's kind of like a, a storyline that I'm going to be definitely following throughout the week to find out uh, if Les- Leslie Frazier is going to give out the good juice before uh, before any uh, game day. He probably won't, huh?
2: Yeah, he's one of those extremely close to the vest types. He's gosh, he's almost as bad as Childress about that, if not worse. Uh, better personality, of course, more likable, but <laughs> that close to yeah, that close to the vest. He's not like Mike Tice where he's basically going to broadcast what he what toothpaste he uses, basically, uh, you know, to to the world. So it's going to be, it you know, it may come down to a game-time decision, believe it or not, which would be kind of lame.
1: <laughs> It'll definitely be interesting. And every time you mention Mike Tice, I always think about the pencil behind the ear. Yep,
2: that's what it That's is. just the
1: way my brain works. I don't know why uh, that pops up. I just see him having that pencil behind his ear and writing down in his little book uh, who's that- not your nice, I guess.
2: Yeah, that was one of his main things—the pencil, and then the chewing gum, and then uh, the vest, right—the the black vest he would wear when he was the coach or the, the head coach here. yep. I kind of liked him a little bit, to be honest. I
1: did too, you know, because he mm-hmm. was kind of, you know, here's what we're gonna do—you can beat us, beat
2: us. Yeah, I I liked that more, especially in the media, which is where we're at right now. It's it's heck, it prevent it. it, it provides better information for us more to talk about more to banter about and uh um, guys like childress would frustrate everybody from the fans to the media
1: it's kind of like uh like john madden back in the day when he was a coach of the raiders mm-hmm. he would say we're gonna run two defenses cover one cover two
2: that's, <laughs> that's funny yep and that's about now, it huh? it's
1: so funny everything's all disguised you know you're gonna okay you're gonna fake this guy's gonna blitz but really the free safety's gonna blitz and we're gonna overload this side. We're gonna crisscross these guys. Where, you know, back in the day, it's kind of funny how footballs evolved. You just, yeah. We're just gonna line up, you know, mano a mano and kick your butt.
2: And in a lot of ways, that was better, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was, it kind of, kind of was, but now it's kind of like, it's like a little bit mm-hmm. too cute, and you're gonna get caught out of position, you know? Yeah. And and a little a... too cute, and uh, next thing you know, you're getting burned for 80 yards.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the more cute you get, the more likely you're going to have players make mental mistakes and not do what they're supposed to, basically.
1: I know, if you it's ever look at those playbooks, they're like novels. Mm-hmm. They're like war and peace that they carry around, and mm-hmm. it's funny because they, they, like, a lot of the players will say, well, we might run the same play, like, maybe three times. I'm like, holy cow.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot of plays to be remembering.
3: Yeah, and
1: it you, is. Then you're going to add little, but then again, you know, it is their job, and they do get paid well. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, supposedly most of them are college educated. So, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, they got to be scholars to uh, pretty much run the plays. Seems I like. guess uh, <laughs> <I'm> going <laughs> to have to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
2: There's a lot of quarterbacks we could name in that area too that you know don't really seem to add up to that. Rex, grow Oh I- wait,
1: no. <laughs> like, what's his name for uh, the Redskins back in the day who couldn't even read, but he had a degree. Oh, who was that again? Um, I always want to say Pat. No, it's not that guy. Um, Dexter Manley.
2: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a while back, huh? Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't read, but he, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's got a degree.
2: Mm-hmm. Prove that degrees don't always make you smart. <laughs> yeah, no
1: kidding. Dude's been in and out of jail. He can't keep his nose out of the white stuff. But uh, oh, I have heard man. that for the last, like, two, three years, though, he has done well. So good on you, Dexter. Mm-hmm. Let's just start.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm uh, Oh, what was that? Yeah. Let's just start in the right direction, at least, I guess. Hopefully. So really, uh, at this point, shoot, I mean, you got... Uh, you have... Devin Hester pretty much jumping into the record books here. What is he, third all-time now in uh, kick return touchdowns? I believe 17 now. It's getting crazy. He had a 98-yarder in this game. Right when Viking fans thought just maybe we were slightly getting back in it. 16-point game, 26-10. to Boom, instant, instantaneous. Next play, kickoff return, 98 yards. Devin Hester has scored a touchdown in, I believe, four consecutive uh. Uh, excuse me, a return touchdown in four consecutive games against the Minnesota Vikings. How about that? Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> Sound, sounds like you guys will be searching for a,
2: a, a special teams coach, huh? It, it could be. I mean, the special teams had been pretty good for a while, and, and that's really, really hard for me to say. For many years, I basically say since I started watching the Minnesota Vikings and probably well before I started watching it, the Vikings special teams are notorious for being... Horrible, especially on the coverage side. Um, but this year it was really good, for the most part. But Devin Hester pretty much ate everyone up. Yesterday. You know what? I didn't.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't like seeing is is that they got so afraid with the punt after that. You know they had that one that grossed like seventeen yards,
2: mm-hmm. and then there was another one that wasn't oh.
1: too good after that either. And I'm I was like, man, you might as well either kick it to him or just go for it on fourth down because you're not really doing yourself any favors you
2: know no it wasn't working just
1: uh, take take uh you know play a little russian roulette and see what you get
2: at this point it's probably the best thing the vikings could do it because just nothing was working i mean absolutely nothing was working in the entire game even well adrian peterson did well but he didn't get the ball much being you're down by 400 points you're not going to rush too much you know exactly yep that's just how yeah, it works. You still,
1: you still had a touchdown in the game, though.
2: And you still had a touchdown, so congratulations to everybody in the fantasy football leagues out there that that had him at hey. He maintained hey, you, his value.
1: Yeah, you at least got six points. Yep, yep, <laughs> you yep. You didn't get much more, but no, you got six
2: points. <laughs> no, 40 yards isn't going to amount for too much, maybe one or two more, <laughs> maybe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hey, I, I guess he somewhat held his value there. Uh, one of the great plays earlier in this game though uh yeah when the vikings looked like they were semi going on some type of momentum <laughs> you'll i'm sure you'll remember this play i don't know how you could forget at this point uh, I, uh, I think i got it right here do you, you think you know what it is yeah 37 the ball is at the 47.
0: Huh? <laughs> they stepping up and finally oh. they get to him and the ball is loose and that's Allen who comes up with the football at the 43-yard line, Jared Allen. Here he is out here working against Webb. You can't say Webb didn't have good protection. Cutler tries to step up, but he holds the ball so far away from his body. <laughs> Allen's able to get that thing out of here. And here we go for the Minnesota Vikings. This is exactly what they needed to start this
2: half.
1: And at the time, that was exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was it. A- right there? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's part of it. Yeah, that that's on the positive end. I was thinking of a negative one, but no, oh, no, think, very good call, though. Yep.
1: You were thinking of the this one.
2: Tyler what, Clutch. Not,
1: dang it, that was the wrong one. Oh, no,
2: it's <laughs> I all right. Clicked the,
1: I clicked on the right one, and it went to the wrong one.
2: Mm-hmm. Should I should I tell you which one? Oh, what? The fullback yeah. It's Tyler Clutch. Yep. Play action.
1: I don't know why it keeps on going. It's
2: all right. Okay. It's, it's more
1: difficulties here.
2: Yep. Live on the air. No, it's okay. Where is it at? <laughs> really, it's the... Uh...
1: Yeah, it's the safety. I, I had it up here, but oh, well, wow. sorry about that.
2: No, that's cool. Yeah, there's the safety. But really, the, actually, the play, though, that I thought, it looked like the Vikings were having a lot of momentum, well, in the drive, not the actual play itself. It got down to fourth and three. The Vikings needed, you know, they were going to go for it. Fourth and three, we were on the, what, was it, the Bears 20. We were really Uh-oh. close, yep. And then, I never, yep. Yeah, and then false start. What a surprise. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. And then let's bring in the kicker. Oh, man, the, the upright, you're supposed to kick it forward, not to the side. So I don't know where that one was going. <laughs> it was like he was trying to kick a soccer ball or something. It was uh, – and Longwell's my favorite kicker in the league, and that's not even because he's a Viking. But that was the worst kick I've ever seen him make. Maybe it was the holder's fault. Maybe it was the snapper. But regardless, the fact that the Vikings – to go from you know a position where they're gonna go for and fourth and three to get a <laughs> flipping false <full> start goal. <laughs> you
1: almost yeah. you almost
2: pulled a me on the last show <laughs> almost yep almost and then and then not only do you get the fourth and eight and you say screw it we have to kick now and you basically throw up an, a, an air ball like Dennis Rodman trying to make a three-pointer that's basically what it looked like <laughs>
1: uh.
2: or or you
1: could call it a Rex Grossman punt in the Super Bowl
2: right <laughs> yeah that too. That was uh, that was a good memory, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: His uh, foot was out. I don't give a shit what they say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
1: Nothing like holding grudges for four or five years, huh?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I don't blame you for that. I I really don't. And it's amazing to even think about Rex Grossman as a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. I'll never <laughs> forget that either.
0: You yeah.
2: know? It's weird. It's a phenomenon. Rex Grossman versus Peyton Manning. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. mm-hmm. Talk about a mismatch.
2: Yep. Hey, I think
1: mm-hmm. we should listen to what uh, Leslie Frazier had to say after the game. Uh, very disappointing
0: loss uh, here in Chicago. Uh, really didn't play well in, in any phase uh, tonight. Uh, wasn't able to, to stop him on defense, running or passing, and uh, couldn't really get anything going uh, offensively and uh, the big play on special teams. So just, uh, just a, a, a disappointing night, uh, for our football team. Just where we were in the ball game, where the score was, uh, just wanted to get him in there, uh, let him take some snaps and get a chance to get a feel for NFL tempo. Yeah, we gotta sit down on Monday and just, you know, talk about a lot of things and just decide on what direction we wanna go. I thought he did a a good job under the circumstances. You know, we'll go back and look at the tape and and fully evaluate it. But it seems like he moved around pretty good. But you know, look at the tape and just see.
3: (laughs) Follow along with what they
1: said. Donovan Mm
3: McNabb. You you have a great week of practice preparation as well. Uh, Everyone's on the same page. You know, we kind of had some mishaps in the first first two series, and all of a sudden we look up, we're down. Uh, You know, and then you continue to fight all throughout the game and. We have nothing really to show for it. So, you know, I definitely follow along with how the guys are feeling right now at this particular point. You know, we're all upset. But the thing you can't do is you can't harp on the situation. You just watch the film, you know, communicate with each other, make sure you're back on the same page, and look forward to uh, possibly changing things the next week. Well, it just seems like it's, it's just something every single play. There's um, you know, nothing that you can just pinpoint. Uh, but you know, you get in certain situations, you got to be able to capitalize. And uh, if it was, you know, you know, just a mix of everything on the offensive side, and you know, we sustain drives and we get down to a certain situation, we get down on fourth, fourth down. You know, we take a shot, and you know, we jump off sides or you know, mishap up front or myself miscue whatever it may be. It's just a mix of everything together and collectively on offense. You know, we're all. Upset about this particular game. Well, you know, I'm going to keep fighting till the end. Um, you know, and, you know, we had positive plays, uh, moving the ball. Um, but again, you know, when, when a decision is made like that, when you're down 39 to 10 or whatever, mm. you know, you take guys out. AP came out. Uh, you know, some other guys came out. You know, so uh, the kids got to get some reps and, uh, in that, that situation. You know, he wanted to get him some some work. And, you know, obviously, you want to keep fighting with your team, but you know, knowing the situation, it was probably the best thing for him. Absolutely. You know, obviously, when you kind of get in, get in in that situation and stuff, but I thought he handled it well. He did a great job moving the guys down downfield. Uh, he got a got a great feel of uh, game situation, uh, and I thought he handled it well. I mean, that's just the type of person I am. Uh, everybody's different, but uh, I'm all about winning, you know, and to see everyone play well. And, uh, you know, he prepares well, uh, you know, for him to go out there and, and kind of get things going, I was happy. For him. I was happy that the team was moving. Uh, wish we could have got some more points on the board. But, uh, you know, for me, it's all about competing and winning. I don't at see league? it in there like, well, like this, as you say. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. You're one five at this particular point. Um, You know, felt like we did a lot of great things today. But, you know, I guess, uh, we'll sit down to talk, but I still expect him to be in there next week.
1: Boy, I don't don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm.
2: I don't know if he's going to be in there next week. That would surprise me. I think it's something he kind of has to say, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And especially right after the
1: game and everything. And, uh,
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's one of those deals where it's like you don't really uh, you'd be shocked to hear him like basically come on and say I don't expect to start next week. I think it's going to be Christian. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those deals where it's like he's kind of he's he's on the spot, his back's against the wall. Okay, there we go. There we go with the clichés, but <laughs> um literally his back is against the wall at this point and all he can say pretty much, "Oh yeah, yeah, I I'll I'll be in there."
1: You know, if they don't get something going Mm-hmm. it could be the same thing all over again, you know. Isn't that
0: very the sad well could, part?
1: It very very well could be because next week you're going against yes. the best team in the NFL as of right now.
2: As of right now, they clearly are. They're stomping everybody. The best team, the best quarterback, maybe the best coach, uh not the best running game, but no. Yeah, they have to <laughs> <laughs> they have to have they have to have holes somewhere, I guess. It's one of those deals. Um but it's uh uh, well, the last time the Packers came into the Metrodome or Mall of America Field, it was 31 to three, and Brad Childress. Well, it was finally the end of uh, a run with a fan base that never liked him. Basically, um, fan base likes Frazier to this point, but I got to say this on air really quick, really quick. I got to say it is: if things don't dramatically improve for this football team. Razor will be gone after next season.
3: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: In, in my opinion, I, I just kind of have that feeling. Um, that's just my prediction at this point. If things don't improve greatly, I gotta think it's a two-year window for say if this team is like th- four and twelve, like two years in a row or something. He's there's no way he's gonna survive that.
1: Hmm. That's something to ponder.
2: ponder. <laughs> Yep, I knew that was coming. Yep, I I got the power. Yep, the the Christian Ponder debut, just like uh, Shucks, the soundbite coming into this segment, of course, of the wonderful episode number 100, is uh, Christian Ponder. That is the ray of hope for the Minnesota Vikings right now. Um, He looked okay. It seemed like he's just a little bit uh, gun-shy, a little bit too quick to run. Just a little, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. There's some, there's some big boys after you there. Yeah. The difference between the NFL and college is that, you know, if you can get to that edge, you're going to be good, Mm -hmm. but everyone's fast in the NFL. Even the damn defensive linemen are pretty quick for their size. You, You got a guy like Peppers who, you know, is, can darn near run like running back speed. And, but he's what like six four, mm-hmm. hundred I don't million pounds.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's a monster. He got, heck. He had two sacks yesterday on, on Donovan McNabb. Um, it was that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. you got these these bulldozers coming at you. It's a little bit scary the first couple of games. I got to think, especially your first snap in a real game. Preseason's one thing. He was a little scared on his first little deal. But Christian Ponder does. Uh, Give me the impression that just a couple reps, you're going to see improvement. A couple more reps, you're going to see more improvement, and so on and so forth. He, he just seems like the kind of guy that's going to catch on and going to improve and going to improve and going to improve. Like, how, how much will he improve? Yet to be seen. But long term, I've got, I've, I've got a good feeling about him in this division. I mean, it's going to be a pretty uh, good division quarterback-wise for a long time if Ponder does pan out. Because I do think uh, Jay Cutler is a legit quarterback in this league.
1: Yeah, he's uh, boy, it's just the whole up and down. But a lot of that has mm-hmm. to, has to do with that offensive line. They yep. really they need to they need to draft a tackle. They need to draft. I said that last show, but man, yeah. they need they need something there. It's just it ain't it's not working. I mean, they looked good this one. Let's see if they can string two games in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jump on the you know, hooray, hooray, you know, they're, they're <laughs> back to 6 you know, this time with a good quarterback. Or even, you know, hooray, hooray, it's, you know, last season where they won the division and yeah. went to the championship game. But, you know, they're a work in progress, and that, that offensive line is definitely a work in progress for the last 10 years, it seems.
2: Yeah, and I, I feel the same about the offensive line here in Minnesota. They Especially, yeah, they absolutely need a tackle. Like, both teams... Need to address the tackle position in the draft and in free agency. I would think uh, free agency is kind of a crapshoot. Granted, the draft is too. But if you're gonna, if you're able to draft high, which I do think the Vikings could be doing. I mean, if the Vikings finish four and twelve this year, to be honest, I won't be mad because I want a top five pick. And if it's a if it's a bookend tackle, I would I would be absolutely thrilled. And yeah, the Bears and the Vikings. That's the key. You got the. Young quarterback, pretty much at every position, uh, every team in this division, um, you need that offensive line to build a foundation for the team, so you can be successful in this league, especially for the young quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's going to be another interesting thing. If uh, you know, I mean, I hate to say, it, what if they they get that top pick? They can really do some damage in next mm-hmm. year's draft by trading that, because obviously they're not people mm. are going to be gunning for Andrew Luck.
2: Yep, the uh, second yep.
1: for them. They're going to give, give up their first round in like a second or even maybe a first and a third. Uh-huh. And it's going to be a good way that they can just kind of rainbow some, some parlay some draft picks maybe later on in the first round and trade down a little bit and get some really good, good picks to, to sure up, you know, that team. So, you know, it could be, uh, you know, the reverse Herschel Walker situation.
2: Yeah, I mean, look at the uh, San Diego Chargers. What they did, you know, the whole "Who to pick if you can't get Vic," you know, like a nice little rhyme there, which was on the ESPN. Yeah. Yep, I still remember that because I'm crazy. But uh, look at look how San Diego turned out. Michael Vick does not want to play for the Chargers, so the Chargers went up with LT, <laughs> Daniel Tomlinson, who was the fifth pick by Atlanta. Um, the Chargers won pure flat out. They even got Drew Brees in the second round. He didn't pan out right away. They needed to light a fire under him by taking Philip Rivers. That's a lot. Exactly. Of <laughs>
1: After they, they drafted Eli Manning and traded him because Eli didn't feel the or actually Papa Manning yep. didn't feel like that team was any uh, anywhere close to winning a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which it almost happened before the Giants did, which was kind of funny. How
2: yeah, they got how, better. How first. that turned out, mm-hmm. but
1: you know they did wind up winning a Super Bowl.
2: That was the weirdest ever, how that turned out. It looked like the Chargers were on their way to be in the next, maybe not a dynasty, but at least one or two, maybe possible Super Bowl berth at minimum, if not a championship. And then the Giants, out of nowhere, bloop, go all the way and win. It's like, okay. Yeah, on, yeah,
1: on, on a, on a wild card <laughs> season, make it all the way to the Super Bowl and beat an undefeated team.
2: Weirdest scenario of all time. It It is really weird. I mean, probably even crazier than well, no, not probably, even crazier than Broadway Joe well before our time, but eh, you know. <laughs> Super Bowl 3. Super Bowl 3, Jets and Baltimore Colts. Yep, one of the coolest names ever when you talk about retro football. Yep, but it's uh yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see how things pan out. It's obviously the offensive line is getting absolute key for these young quarterbacks ponder Color. Uh you know uh, Matthew Stafford is, as, as people would say, you know you don't want him on the bat on his back either. The Detroit Lions obviously probably still needs some more improvement on that line, but it's it's better than it was. That's why they're they're winning. Packers, you know, if they their their offensive line seems to be holding up more than enough to win a championship. So there you go. That's the result. If you can have a good foundation to go with your young quarterback, that's the result. Rings. That's what, that's what we want in Minnesota oh. and Chicago. Yes?
1: Another thing I want to ask you about, the trade yes. deadline is tomorrow, isn't it? I believe I so. It, yep. I think it is Tuesday, uh, October 18th is the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do
2: you think that any
1: any the Vikings are going to
2: make any kind of move? There have been no rumors to this point that I can think of. It'll, there might be a small end thing, possibly a trade for a receiver, I would think, it should be. Thought of, I wouldn't complain if they made some trade for a backup veteran quarterback, and I, you know, I wouldn't be completely surprised if they did that actually, because stranger things happen. You acquire I the Bengals yeah.
1: pretty much wiped out any uh anything about uh trading Palmer because oh, the only right. reason he's retired because he said trade me or I retire. So mm-hmm. I I thought maybe they would, you know, there's been talk about him possibly going to the Seahawks, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, old brown boy i can't remember what's his name something paul brown right Mm no Uh, anyways Mm. the browns not the browns i meant um the uh, seahawks no the bangles
2: yes
1: Uh, (laughs) no it's all right i'm thinking browns and then anyways the bangles uh pretty much said no he's retired Mm,
2: that's weird. <laughs>
1: what a smart ass thing to say, right? That's weird. Yeah. I'm I forgot like, about the second half of what he said there. He's, mm-hmm. he's retired. You mm-hmm. think they would milk that and try to get something? I mean, they could get, they could probably get like a fifth or sixth round pick or at least. Why not?
2: Something.
1: Why Why not?
2: Yeah, why not? It, it's, that's okay. silly. That's silly. I mean, and maybe they will. Maybe they will. Who knows? Well, it's funny how it's like the top heavy teams have the good quarterbacks though, but, um, Maybe there's like some middle-of-the-road type of team that could use them. Probably not the 49ers. They're doing too well already as it is. But um, well, I guess we'll see what happens with that. I, I think if the Vikings make a move, it could be a receiver. Uh, definitely, I really wouldn't be surprised, actually, if they try to get an offensive lineman of some kind. They did make... Oh, yes, that's right. There were two concussions yesterday. You had uh, John mm-hmm. Sullivan and DeMarcus Sanford, both with concussions. Maybe you make a trade to... Help fill a void there if somebody's going to be out for a while. Yeah, huh. Difficult yeah. deal, huh?
1: Yeah, and then you don't really want to give anything for it, really, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 100 of Purple Mafia. Oh,
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It
1: 100 is a, episodes, Joey. Mm-hmm.
2: It is a thrilling, thrilling thing. It has been so... Fun to be a part of the sports and I could see myself here another hundred episodes, maybe even more, a hundred beyond that. <laughs> it's
1: that would um, be way cool.
2: It, it would, I, I really appreciate you saying that. It's this has been and this has been like a absolute pleasure to be a part of the sports and I anticipate being there a long time. Um, Purple Mafia listeners out there, you have been fantastic supporting this show. Dylan Richardson, of course, fantastic. I uh, got to thank Farzine. Also, as well for referring me to Dylan Richardson of the dot com, Farzine is the host of the Chiefs Zone on the dot com and on iTunes. Don't forget to check that out, whether you're a Chiefs fan or not. It's it's some good stuff.
1: That it is. That it is. And I'll be rooting for the for the Vikings next week. Thank you. <laughs> Give the sons of guns, as I like to call them. The Peckers. No, Mm -hmm. I didn't mispronounce it. It's the Peckers. Mm -hmm. Their first loss of the season. Gosh, I I hope. It'll be like a Rudy moment, dude. I I can't wait.
2: If the Vikings with Christian Ponder beat Green Bay in the Metrodome, (laughs) it would be the craziest event ever, I think. Well,
1: Joey, it's been Mm -hmm. nice being on your show. I'd like to say I'd like to bid the uh, bye to the Purple Mafia. I will be back sometime, anytime,
2: Joey. You want me? Absolutely, yep. Yep, I'll I'll want you on board as as much as I can. All right, we'll all talk to you later.
1: Later, Mafia.
2: And hey, stick around, we ain't done yet. We'll be right back for the 100th episode, nostalgic segment. Here on Purple Mafia, episode number one hundred, which is, of course, a reminder for all iPod users, MP3 play, 3 players like the Microsoft Zune and others and such. Um, yes, this is this is the wonderful uh, <laughs> episode one hundred special segment. But first, before I get to that, very briefly, I'm um, just going to remember Al Davis really quickly. Al Davis, of course, the owner of the uh, Oakland Raiders. The LA Raiders and the Oakland Raiders, again, of course. um, The commissioner of the AFL. He, uh, one of the founding fathers, well, you know, you could say one of the founding fathers of modern day football. The whole Super Bowl era and all that good stuff. The Autumn Wind is a Raider, all that. Um, Just uh, one of the crazier owners as time went on. Early on, he was one of the best owners, but as time went on, he got crazier and crazier and crazier. Um, But really, again, one of the pioneers of modern day football. So, real quick, we're going to remember Al Davis. We're going to um, respect him with a quick moment of silence here. All right, so thank you again, Al Davis. Uh, rest in peace, and um, yeah, good luck to the Oakland Raiders in the future and all that. So, here we go, episode 100, Reminiscent Special. Yeah, this show's running a little bit long, but of course, it is episode 100, and that's partially why that's the case so yeah, uh, episode 100, how did we get to this point, well, everything started with episode 1 the title of that episode, of course, Vikings acquired Jared Allen, and draft off-season, draft slash off-season talk uh, Purple Mafia debuted on April 25th, 2008, so about two and a half years already, or excuse me, three and a half years of Purple Mafia already, amazing, it has been it has been a long run there, um so really, yeah, with from such low listenership with Palladino Live, of course, that was the other show, I wanted to branch from Palladino Live into a football podcast where it talked only about the Vikings, rather than, um, well, see, I noticed how Palladino Live would have little boosts when it was a uh, Viking-heavy show. It, it had little boosts, but really, Palladino Live was a kind of a general multi-team, multi-sport show, which, unfortunately, was just not good. In not really a successful idea in the podcasting uh, the podcasting world. You need to have a one thing identity pretty much for for podcasting, and uh, that's just how things had to had to be. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I had pretty much low listenership. I had under one hundred listeners with Paladino Live. Um, so to see Pal uh, Mafia on episode number one of Pro Mafia to already have like record numbers versus Paladino Live checks like three or four times the numbers on episode number one of Purple Mafia versus every single episode of Paladino Live. It was a huge boost in confidence. It's like, I made the right decision here. Um, I made the right decision doing an only football show, uh, coming up with the name Purple Mafia, of course, uh, getting the nickname Paladino Joey from Subpenny Radio, who was, was hosted by Simon. Uh, never got the guy's last name. You know, he just didn't give it out. He just went by Simon. Uh, Subpenny Radio was a penny stock show. That's right, penny stocks. uh, It was a live internet radio show broadcast on Live 365. It was also restreamed on that same thing. Live 365, an interesting idea. I almost actually wound up with him on his... Excuse me, trying not to choke to death here, but um, I almost wound up on his station with Live 365 Subpenny Radio. I almost wound up doing Paladino Live on there, but It just was not meant to be. Simon suddenly disappeared, came up with Paladino Live and video, went to podcasting, and now here we are with Purple Mafia. Um, But no, yep, the name Paladino Joey was because my uh, screen name on Yahoo was Blue Paladin Joey. He decided to go with Blue Paladino Joey for whatever reason. Uh, My belief is he thought I looked like an Italian, (laughs) which I'm not, unfortunately. I'm actually half Lebanese and, yeah, half Caucasian. But, um... To come up with Paladino Joey. I thought that was the coolest idea ever, uh, because Paladino is Italian for Paladin. And of course it's also a last name. You know, Joe Paladino is a shucks. He's with the Celtics somehow. I forget he's like a PA announcer or something with them. But um beside the point with Paladino you get the Italian name. Uh you think about, hey, Purple purple mafia. Purple mafia. Hmm bunch of tough guys. They kind of operate like a family together. The purple people Ears, The Purple Mafia. Hey, there you go. So that's where the name started. Uh, the idea of Purple Mafia started when Farzine said I should make a football-only show, which to date has been the best decision of my career. There is no doubt about that. This has been the best decision of my career so far in the broadcasting uh, area, other than doing, I guess, video game reviews on on YouTube, which you know, or talking about the Minnesota Vikings on YouTube, that was actually probably <laughs> in a way that was the best idea of my of my uh, broadcasting career as well because well, it kind of got me here today. Without that, I would have never been referred to the sports stuff.com. So, very cool. Thanks again, Farzine Vasugian, host of the Chief Zone. I talked about him earlier with Dylan. Uh, Purple Mafia again, yeah, as I mentioned, got its name from my host, you know, the host that's <laughs> me, Paladino, Italian for Paladin. And, of course, purple being the Vikings' main color scheme, purple mafia making the team into a family of tough guys, a la NFL players. Um, the only gu- the only shows, well, we've had shows with guests. <laughs> episode number 97, episode number 99, and episode number 100. So we've had three shows with guests. Uh, episode 97 at Farzine and Spencer, 99 and 100. Both were deal- with Dylan Richardson. Thank you guys also very much. All the SportsStuff.com members. Um, Spencer, the only one who's not been a host, but he's been a guest on shows. I believe he's been on the Sports Fans in the past. Very cool. Spencer's the only Minnesota-based uh, member of that group. Of course, Dylan Richardson from Northern California. Farzeen, um, in Kansas City, Kansas City-based. He's actually of, of Iranian blood, so that's also very cool. Um, but yeah, over the course of three and a half years, a lot of things have happened. Let's get to those. Um, with the Vikings in general, like historical events that have happened with the Vikings. Well, there was one coaching change. Leslie Frazier replaced Brad Childress in episode 79. General manager changes um, none. We've had Rick Spielman in charge ever since I started episode number one, which I'm okay with, more definitely okay with. Uh, Jared Allen, of course, a major part of getting excuse me, Rick Spielman, a major part of getting Jared Allen there. Rick Spielman and, of course, Brad Childress at the time. The best trade... Of course that trade. <laughs> a first and two third rounders and a sixth round swap for Jared Allen. That was episode number one. That's a long time ago. Worst trade officially, well, many sap for Greg Camarillo, Darius Reynard <laughs> for Greg Camarillo or Darius Reynard and Sage Rosenfelds for future uh, to the Giants for future picks course, the Camarillo trade was with the uh, Miami Dolphins, I didn't actually write down which episode those were in, because that got kind of confusing, I just never got to that, so I apologize, a major event, of course, that took place during Purple Mafia, episode number 36, enter Favre, yep, Brett Favre officially joined the team, that was a very exciting time for me, and for many, many Viking fans out there, so the quarterbacks, yeah, because this team has had a carousel of quarterbacks since 1992, in fact, my, uh, my buddy Jared at work, I talked about, you know, this team has had 13 starting quarterbacks, uh, guys that have started multiple games, and, you know, they started for at least a significant amount of time, like probably more than half a season at one point. 13, or excuse me, the 13th one is Christian Ponder, so we'll say 12, uh, since I started watching the Vikings in 92. That's a lot of quarterback changes. This team has had no real continue, uh, has had no longevity at the quarterback position outside of Dante Culpepper, which was, what, 2000 to 05. That's not very long. That's only, like, six years. (laughs) It's not very long, really. And everybody was basically begging for Gus Farad to take over. But, um, okay, over the course of my 100 shows, the quarterbacks have been Tavares Jackson, Gus Farad, Brett Favre, Joe Webb, and Donovan McNabb, and, of course, Ponder. Well, he finally did play a little bit (laughs) at the time I... Throw this down, Ponder had not played yet, so he's included in there. Uh, you could also throw in Kelly Holcomb and Brooks Bollinger, but they only played about one or two games apiece. But still, yeah, that, that's crazy. The other guys, they played a little bit more than that. At least five or six games. Three games, I think, in Webb's case, but I had to throw him in there because he started for a while during the Brett, you know, with Brett fires concussion problem. Um, the team MVPs, theres I, I'm giving it to two guys. It was going to be a team MVP since episode number one. But the most valuable players of the Minnesota Vikings since episode number one are Adrian Peterson and Antoine Winfield. So both of those guys getting the major trophy there. Adrian Peterson for obvious reasons, but Antoine Winfield also, in my mind, for obvious reasons. Um, outside of 09 when he had that foot injury, um, Liz Frank foot injury, which is like the center of your foot, that's really bad uh, for a cornerback. Um, the guy has just been an awesome... He's been a rock solid cornerback ever since he suited up for the Vikings in 2004. Much to our delight, that was an amazing signing by the Minnesota Vikings. In fact, he was basically a New York Jet from the Buffalo. He was a Buffalo Bill, but he basically he was basically about to sign with the Jets, but at the last second, the Vikings came in and stole him away. A one of the greatest moves in franchise history, acquiring Antoine Winfield. It's unfortunate the poor guy has has only seen the NFC Championship game once and a few first round exits to boot since 2004, including that Green Bay Packers uh, win. Vikings defeated the Packers in the uh, after the 4 season, so officially January of 5 It was actually pretty cool to see the Minnesota Vikings win their first ever playoff game against Green Bay. But yeah, it was a very short-lived playoff run. Uh, let's continue. Playoff appearances. when We're talking about playoffs since uh, episode number one of Pro Mafia, of course. 2008, we lost in the first round to the Eagles. Two thousand nine, we lost the NFC Championship game versus the New York versus the New York Saints. Yeah, New Orleans Saints. Uh, we've had two division titles in 08 and 09 since Purple Mafia started. That was the best part. Um, and then I'm going to close the whole uh, reminiscent part here with the best episode overall. Includes uh, I, I, it may be second or third in official ratings. I think there was a season preview or season yeah season preview episode that actually topped. This one, believe it or not, the last season when the Vikings played the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Again, yeah, the Saints, but the best overall episode maybe of my entire career was episode number 58, The What Ifs Live On, January twenty-fifth, 2010. Of course, that was a show where the Vikings had lost the NFC Championship game the night before. I got under three hours of sleep, if any sleep, that night because the game kept replaying in my head over and over and over and over again, just how close the Vikings were to the Super Bowl just how many times the Vikings probably could have taken a 14-point lead in that game, but never could. They just could not capitalize because the ball was on the ground. I mean, you can't win a football game when the when the ball is on the ground, just like the quarterback can't pass when his back is on the ground, uh, or he can't make a pass from his back. Um, you just can't do it. Uh, yes, I was operating on fumes that day. Did not get any sleep. Was working first shift. Could not even sleep that night. Had to be at work at 6 in the morning, at work and ready to work at 6 a.m. Yeah, not get up at 6. You have to be at work and ready to go at 6 a.m. Um, absolutely no sleep that night. Came home and did the show on fumes, and it was the most emotional, uh, heartfelt show of my entire career. Those of you should look it up. The what-ifs live on. You can look in the Apple Purple Mafia archives on the sportstuff.com and you can also... Uh, actually I'm not sure if it's on iTunes anymore you may have to, yeah, you probably have to go to the Purple Mafia archives on the com. just keep clicking older posts until you get to that one, episode number 58 one more time, the what ifs live on uh, you can you can download it if you want to keep the episode for your own there should be a download button still on the com under each episode um, do give that a listen if you guys, maybe you're, you're late bloomers to the show or maybe you just want to hear it again maybe you heard it back then I know it was a bad memory, but hey To me and to many many listeners have told me behind the scenes that was my greatest performance in my career and you could understand why it would be. I mean, it was very emotional. It's unfortunate it had to come under such devastating circumstances. I mean, I wish it was about, see, it would have been episode number 59. Could have, could have, maybe, would have, could have, should have been about a world championship team because I do think the Vikings would have beaten the Colts. Episode number 59 would have been the happiest moment of my career broadcasting and the happiest moment of my career as a sports fan had the Minnesota Vikings brought home the Vince Lombardi trophy and sized up those rings on their, on their right ring fingers. I mean, that would have been an amazing thing, but unfortunately it was not meant to be, and you'll hear a lot of raw emotion from me in that episode number 58. As you hear in quite a few of these episodes, <laughs> quite frankly, over the course of time, over the course of 100 episodes, and about three and a half years of this show. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) because I know both genders listen to the show, um, thank you all so very much for being a part of this show. Maybe some of you have been around the whole 100, some of you may have been around for only the last 10 or or 5, or maybe you listened to some, kind of went away for a while and came back, whatever it is, uh, those of you out there, Thank you so very much for being a part of this show, no matter what. I mean, even if you, even if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, thank you so much for being a part of it, because you are still a part of the 100. You're a part of the original 100 of Purple Mafia, and I can't thank you all enough. I just can't. So, with that, we're going to quickly get to the contact details. In fact, I actually did talk about them briefly earlier. Um... Sports, please do join the sports message boards. Click on TSS boards, then click register. Join the forums. And yes, I did talk about this in the first segment, but yeah, keep it brief there. Um, also, the uh, phone line 209 736 7877, 209 736 7877. And there's a voicemail, do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into and uh, opine, shout out, question, whatever it is. And um, yep, facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Twitter.com forward slash Mafia. show. Like and or follow those respective accounts would be oh so terrific. We'd like to hear from you one way or another. So with that, thank you all again one last time. This has been episode number 100 of Purple Mafia. We'll be back to start the next quest for yeah. the next 100. Episode number 101. Uh, will the Vikings defeat the Green Bay Packers? No so I I didn't even preview the game and I apologize for that but um, that's because to me it's so lopsided at this point, we don't even know who's going to be starting at the quarterback position yet will it be Ponder, will it be McNabb, it'll probably be Ponder, will things go well I don't know I can't really (laughs) pick a Minnesota Vikings to beat an undefeated team right now Um, yeah, we'll just see where things go here Um, but until then we are going to <laughs> until we get to episode number one hundred and one, when the Vikings upset the Green Bay Packers in the Dome, and everybody's going to be laughing at me for not even predicting a winner. Well, yeah, I'm picking the Packers to win, unfortunately, just because of the circumstances. Um, but for being negative about the Vikings, so negative, I didn't even pick how they could win the game or anything. But uh, yeah, well, I'll let you guys do the laughing when when it happens. I guess I hope it does happen. <laughs> So yeah, I'll shut up now and uh at any rate, we'll be back for episode number 101 sooner rather than later. Do take care, everybody.